recognizing that my value in that function is more so than just my working hours. It's actually the knowledge that I bring and the problem solving skills that I have. That's what they value. It's not the fact that I can work 26 hours straight. It's not about being there. It's about being valuable. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. This is episode 20 of the Second Breaks podcast, and it is Monday, October 9th, 2017, as I record this episode. My guest today is Lisa Akers, spaceship builder. Yes, you heard that right. And master herbalist and master herbalist. Yep, two, two careers. I'm excited about today's show because I get to explore with you the realities and possibilities of having a career in today's world. The truth is, we are, all of us, multidimensional people. We are not static. We evolve. We pick up new skills. We pick up new interests. We fall in love with new things and new ideas and new spaces. Sometimes we fall out of love with the things that we used to love. And sometimes we don't fall out of love at all. We just have two loves just like Lisa Akers and just like Vanessa Soto, who shared her story back in episode 17. Now, the great thing is that we can do something about these new and evolving interests now, because our world today, and I've said this before, and I will say it again, provides us with the means to explore, dip our toes, or really dig in. And in dipping our toes into these new areas, we may find that we'd want to grow these interests so that they can one day replace what we currently do. And for sure, many of our stories on this podcast talk about this path, right? So for example, Shannon Davis did just that with her side gig, which she quickly grew into her main gig. And um, you can hear her story in episode one. Another story is Alethea Fitzpatrick's. And in episode 10, she talked about how becoming a new mom gave her the entryway into a new career in photography. But sometimes in exploring our new interest, we find that we would just be as happy to pursue them alongside our current career, just like Lisa Akers or Vanessa Soto. Now, you may be thinking, how in the world am I going to have the time to pursue my other interest when I can barely manage with all that I have already on my plate? And in my conversation with Lisa, we explored this too. In fact, she's the perfect person to chat about this. You see, her second career came about because once upon a time, when she was 100% focused on the work that she did in the spacecraft industry, she felt burnt out from the working all the long hours and all the constant traveling that she was doing. And in this episode, Lisa talked about how she learned to take care of herself, how to recognize her boundaries and most importantly, the importance of honoring those boundaries at work. So let me transition to my conversation with Lisa, and I'll catch up with you at the back end. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Lou. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. So, you know, your LinkedIn profile, I swear to God, is the most interesting 
profile I have ever read, ever, ever, ever. Period. So it says Lisa Akers, spaceship builder and master herbalist. Yes. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about those two sides of your career? Maybe sure. who's the Lisa that's a spaceship builder? What does she do? And who's the Lisa that's a master herbalist? <laughs> and what does she do? <laughs> well, my spaceship work um, actually started decades ago. I was um, in the Air Force working on their satellite operations and control. So helping make sure that Air Force troops all over the world could communicate with each other. And that has expanded, and I then moved into the private sector, and now I'm working on a program called Orion. So it's the United States version of human spaceflight, and so the next astronauts that we send into space from from U.S. soil will be on Orion, and we're very excited about it. Um, I work on the escape rocket, so um, it sits actually on top of the crew capsule, so the crew is going to be in the capsule, and then this escape rocket that sits on top. And um, that's my responsibility to make sure that it gets built properly and that it functions should they need it. And we all keep our fingers crossed that they never do. It's a huge advance in crew safety. So hopefully we don't have any repeats of the, the shuttle yes. incident that we had mm -hmm. before. Um, and then the herbalist side of me works with people um, who are struggling with chronic health issues that they're just not getting answers to with their current treatment. Either they've gone to the doctor, <clears throat> pardon me, and the doctor says, I don't know what the problem is. Try to get some more sleep. Here's, you know, some some sleeping pills or some, you know, antidepressants or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the doctors really want to help them. They just don't have any better answers right now. Um, or, you know, people who've gone to the doctor and the doctor says, well, this is what's going on. You need to follow this course of treatment. And they don't like that course of treatment. So, you know, I work with them and we figure out ways that we can shift their body back to a place of better balance. So they're feeling more comfortable and more capable of doing the things that they want to do in their life. If I remember your LinkedIn profile correctly, the the herbalist side of you is a more recent sort of addition to the, to the story. Right. Could you talk a little bit about what got you sort of interested to explore that field at all? Oh, sure. It, that was was my own health challenge. You know, I, uh, building spaceships is a busy business, and it it takes a lot out of you. At our last last launch um, back in 2012 ish, um, we were working 80 to 100 hours a week um, on travel. You know, when you you work and you get off at two in the morning, the only thing open is a drive through at some fast food restaurant. And so self-care just goes out the window. You don't have time for it. You don't have the energy for it. So you just make do with whatever you can find. And it led me to a, a lot of chronic health issues, um, some of them autoimmune in nature. Mm. And so I was unhappy with the way that my doctor said, well, it's just the way life is going to be from now on. So sorry. I said, uh, no, no, no. Sorry is not the right answer. And so I, I started working with an herbalist. We figured out what was going on, and then I was able to um, change out some of my own lifestyle activities, the way I was eating, the things I was doing, the way I was caring for myself, and adding in some herbal help mm. um, with teas and, and tinctures and things that were supportive of my own immune system so that I didn't have to follow that approach. And from there, I just have expanded into working with other people. You know, of course, I started with friends and family and then have expanded into people beyond that. Yes, so. yes. 
So is that the same as I, I've heard this Hashimoto's, I think is what it's called. Is that the same mm-hmm. thing? Well, Hashimoto's is a, a thyroid autoimmune disease. Uh-huh. Um, it is where your, your body, um, your immune system attacks the thyroid tissue and it makes your thyroid work less efficiency, less efficiently. So you have lower levels of thyroid hormone um, and then you end up taking thyroid supplements to help correct that. You know, oftentimes it can take up to 10 years oh my goodness. to get a diagnosis of some of these chronic health issues and, you know, and you're not getting better for that entire 10 years. It, it's like taking an entire, you know, your child's lifetime out of your life because you're spending so much effort on getting a diagnosis so that you can try and get better. You miss out on so much of what's going on. Did you on. hear that? It's all in your mind, Lisa. Just sleep. You know, right? <laughs> Of course. You're a new mom. You're tired. Oh, you're just doing a lot of extra work. You're just getting older. Yes. (laughs) No, those are not what's going on. You know, and I think people have this innate sense that, no, that's not the right answer. Mm, Right, right. You know, when they hear those kinds of things, you know, and their friends stop talking to them, of course, you know, I'm so tired of hearing these stories. Um, you know, and, and so they, they just know internally, so this is a problem and I know it's a problem. Why won't anyone listen to mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the inspiration of why I do what I do is, is I listen and, and their body's already telling them what's going on. They just need to figure out what those messages are saying. So what made you then, like, so, so, so you, you started, to, you've had that experience yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you were having that sort of, uh, frustration until you finally found the right answers and so you explored it further and further and then um and then at some point you decided that you want to take this further beyond just a personal interest personal hobby and wanted to actually uh uh, i guess create a practice out of it uh what what made you want to do that what made you want to expand beyond just a hobby personal hobby yeah. So as I was talking about the things, the changes that I'd made with people in my circle, um, and, and for the most part, building spaceships is a male dominated field. There's more men working in that field than women, um, which is fine. And, and, you know, we're trying to get more women in there and that's a big push, but that's neither here nor there, but I would be talking to the men and they'd say, you know, my partner has the same problem or my sister has that problem. And I was hearing about all of these women mostly who were struggling to get answers to their health problems. And I said, this is a real problem. Why is no one listening to these people who are bringing these serious health concerns to their doctors, to their friends, to their family and being dismissed? And so I said, you know, somebody needs to listen. And I said, I can listen. And I can listen to people when I'm not working. Um, You know, when I'm not doing this business, I have the opportunity. And guess what? That's when most people are interested in talking. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that totally makes sense. <laughs> right? You know, and nobody wants to have a conversation in the middle of their work day because they're taking time away from their work. They're probably already not working at their full capacity anyway because they feel like garbage and they don't want to make it even worse. Mm. So if you can set up and have appointments on weekends and on evenings and at times that are unusual, then you open up the door to a lot more people mm-hmm. who are struggling and want to get information but who don't have access to it under the normal timelines that that you often find in in complementary care practitioners. 
how are you actually managing two different, very different uh, skill sets、mm-hmm. and careers? Well, they're actually not that different a skill set.、Um, for the most part, they both resolve or they both revolve around solving complicated problems. And so you look at a collection of data, whether it's parts availability or schedule or how to assemble something. Those are our bits of information. You take that, you combine it, you solve that problem. You look at someone's health history, you look at their symptoms, you look at their current complaints. Those are bits of information. You put them together, you solve a problem. So it's really very similar skill set, just different data.、Um, And I think the key to being able to do them both is that while I have limited control over the schedule for building spaceships,、um, that schedule is owned by someone else and it's driven by different criteria than I would choose.、Um, I have total and complete control over how I do my herbalist business.、Mm. And so I can look at My calendar, I can look at my energy needs, I can look at what's going on in my life and say, This is the time I have available to do this work right now. And then I can set that up and say, Okay, this is what it is. If you want to work with me, here's when I'm available. And because I have that control and I don't feel compelled to get stuck in a set, Okay, well, I only work on Tuesday from 4 to 4 15, I'm not stuck in these are my office hours. I'm open.、Mm. You know, and it, it gives me a lot of flexibility that allows me to blend those two activities really well.、Mm. You know, my, my, the last person that, well, actually, not the last person, because the last person that I interviewed is Jaquette Timmons, who you know. Great, yes. But the, the, the person pre,、uh, before her, Vanessa Soto,、uh, we、mm-hmm. actually talked about, in her case, she decided intentionally to pursue a side passion project. So she, at, at,、uh, in the beginning, she thought that she was going to quit her full time career and move towards this new space that she was building.、Mm-hmm. And then when she started to, to do it on the side, she realized that she actually preferred to. Build them concurrently, right? Not quit her、right. full time job, but continue to, to, to、uh, pursue、mm-hmm. that full time job and then build a side passion project. And、uh, it was actually a very interesting conversation I had with her、uh, because she was talking about how building the side passion project had this side benefit of ma- letting her enjoy her full time job even more. And I was just wondering, because you, you don't intend to quit the space. Builder part of you, do you at least not, not now? You know, I not at this point, although I will say that I had a very similar situation when I first started doing this.、Mm. Um, I said, okay, because I was just coming out of this period where I was burned out, I had all these health issues, I had just gotten myself back into it, I was feeling rather tenuous about my health situation and my ability to continue. And I said, I've got to quit, I've got to leave, I've got to go do something that doesn't require so much energy. And over the course of a year, I evaluated that because I'd set a goal actually for this coming November in a month. Said, okay, in November of 2017, I am no longer going to be doing the spaceship work. I'm going to transition full time into herbalism. And then over the course of the year, this past year, I have reevaluated that and came to that same kind of conclusion that having this as a side passion. Really gives me a lot of different benefits that I wouldn't have had had I made that decision and said, okay, now I'm going to do this. 
Because it would have taken that structure that lives in my work building spaceships and dumped it right on top of being an herbalist. And in many ways, that doesn't feel good to me. Mm. You know, I don't want to put that kind of structure on it. I like having the free form, the free flowing, the ability to ebb and flow the energy back and forth because that's how it's more nourishing to me. Right. But I would imagine the the space builder part of you is probably like uh, to use your word structure and deadlines, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas the, the herbalist side of you is more open, would it be, or less structured? I mean, or? you know, I, I have a process, of course. Anytime I work with a client, we go through a certain process and we want to get them back on the right track. So there's a strategy of how we rebuild their health going back and forth. So there's a process, but each case is going to be unique. Every person's bringing their own situation, their own demands, their own challenges to the, the, their health situation and being able to look at that. It's a far more creative form of there problem solving, right. of course. Um, and so, you know, by saying, okay, well, I'm going to put this structure on top of it. And now I'm going to work these hours on these days and I need to have this many clients and I need to do this and I need to, um, impose all of the structure on it. That takes away my sense of, you know, sometimes I have clients where their situation is far more complex than in others. And so it gives me that option to say, okay, well, this is a more complicated problem. I'm going to spend more time researching this, not only for their benefit, but for mine. So next time when I encounter someone who's challenged this way, I'll have more resources available. I'll be able to respond more quickly. So it's helpful to me to not have all of that structure laid on top of that work. So you know, if, at some point when I do transition into doing that full time, and that's my eventual mm -hmm. goal, I don't want to pick it up and then make myself a self-employed herbalist. I want to have that kind of organic business so that there are other things going on that don't tie me to all of those metrics and, and tracking. Yes, yes, that what? makes total sense. Now, I read somewhere, I think you were, and you kind of alluded to it actually at the beginning of the call, where you had you know, you're feeling kind of burnt out a little bit, maybe, and working too many long hours and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff associated with, with the, the, the space builder side of you before, right. before you became an herbalist. So that was when you had one career and now you have two. And so now That's I right. guess I'm trying to, uh, can you help me understand what, what changes have you made, I guess, in your work? work-life habits mm -hmm. that now allows you to do both and not fall into the same sort of trap right. that you were in before when yeah. you only had well, one? That's a great question. And and certainly um, something as part of my process when I work with clients, we talk about as well. Um, the first thing I did was prioritize my self-care and not self-care in the sense of getting a manicure and a pedicure and taking care, you know, not, not pampering self-care eating foods that nourish you, understanding what foods are actually best suited to nourish you, because most people have some sort of food intolerance of some sort or another. It may not be debilitating, but there are foods that agree with you more than others. So when you learn what those foods are by listening to your body, then you choose to eat foods that nourish you. You choose to sleep in a way that gets you well rested. Um, you choose to move your body in ways that helps you maintain that level of fitness. It doesn't have to mean you go to the gym for two hours, three times a week, but you have movement in part of your, your system. You manage your environmental toxins like you know, stainless steel. I don't put plastic in my mouth mm. ever. 
Um, so, you know, there's lots of, of things that I've done to shift the way that toxins get into my system. Um, and the other thing I did was I set very firm boundaries. I said, I'm not working a hundred hours a week. I will commit to working this many hours a week. And it depends on the week and what, what's going on and whatever, but I've consistently limited my work. Um, and I've gotten absolutely no pushback from anyone about making those limitations. I've, I have actually gone forward to my management over in the spacecraft business and said, I can't do all of this. I need help. And they were more than happy to give me help. And so, um, you know, I think recognizing that my value in that function is more so than just my working hours. It's actually the knowledge that I bring and the problem solving skills that I have. That's what they value. It's not the fact that I can work 26 hours straight. Mm. Although I will never do that again. Um, Um, it's not about being there. It's about being valuable. And so by stepping back and saying, okay, here's how I can provide the best value. And I can do that value in this many hours a week. If I start stretching that, then I'm no longer valuable. And in fact, I may be a detriment to what's going on because I'm not making good decisions. I'm not making wise choices. I'm missing things. And so um, by stepping forward and saying, here's my limitations, here's what I can do. I think that the management in the spacecraft industry has said, okay, that makes more sense. Let's do that. Let's get other people to help out with the things that don't require your knowledge. Oh my goodness. I have so. like three different like paths that I want to take this conversation into and I'm trying to decide <laughs> which question I want to ask first. So, so I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to use my example first that I'm going to go there Great. first. So just, uh, a bit of a background. So in a former life, uh, I was a workaholic. Like if you read the definition of workaholic, I will probably, they will, you'll probably see a picture of me and you probably as like <laughs> examples, right? And yes. so, uh-huh. and I, I actually, I boasted that I like managed to work on four hours sleep. Like that was like a bragging thing. I don't know if you did that, but that was like my bragging, right? So, ah, you know, I operate in four to five hours sleep. But when you were talking and you were saying how, you know, the, the first, one of the first things you did was put boundaries and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I was trying to put myself in like that scenario again and imagining, oh my goodness, I am going to do this. I'm going to say this. And Honestly, I am beginning to feel palpitations, even though I'm not in that scenario <laughs> anymore. Cause like, oh, yeah. like, how do you change from yeah. being this person who said yes to everything to like whatever they put on your pile? Because I think there is a, a corresponding sort of image about sure. the Lisa who takes on everything, can do everything, can accomplish everything of course. to the Lisa that says, no, I don't want to do that or I can't do that or I won't do that. Mm-hmm. So I guess, how did, how does one manage that in their minds? Or maybe how does one begin to, to move from that to, you know, the healthier sort of work person? Well, I think it can be a real challenge. And it really depends on your workplace and what kinds of expectations they have already laid out for you. I mean, if you've got a job description and the minimum expectation is you're working 60 hours a week, and many, many jobs have that you don't have a lot of flexibility to go in and say, no, I I don't like that. I'm only going to work 30 Mm. because they're going to suggest that you find another job. Um, My job description was not that restrictive. And so I had some more flexibility, 
<clears throat> I also had a period of two months where I was in the hospital. Mm. And so as a result of that major medical issue, I was able to come back and say, okay, because I've had this medical issue, I am no longer able to work the way that I used to work. And so as a result of having that situation, it was easier to go talk to my supervisors and the management there and give them new boundaries. I think if you don't have that, um, where it's you know more of a struggle, you don't have any obvious health issues, you don't have anything that takes you out of out of commission for a while. Um, you know, I, I think the best approach is to say, here's the scope of what I'm supposed to do. Here's what I can do. Here are areas where I think my expertise might not be beneficial. You know, there's everybody's got tasks that they do that you look at that and go, why am I doing this? Someone else could do this just as well as me. And when you list that out and say, here's my genius work, here's work that other people could do, and you take that to management and say, why don't you let me work on my genius work and be awesome at that? And let's talk about these other things that I do. Some of them you'll probably still have to do, but others of them, you could say, you know, somebody else could pick this up. Maybe there's someone new coming in that could learn the ropes or whatever it might be. Um, you have options to say, let, let me be a genius. And don't burden me with overhead. That's true. And I, I actually liked when you said earlier is that the value that you bring to the table isn't necessarily just your hours that you put on the job. And I think that's, that's a very important, you know, thing to remember. Um, you know, I'm sure there are many, many of us who could uh, benefit from one less meeting to attend. Of course. Right? <laughs> of course. That we don't need to attend, but we just attend because we got invited to the dang meeting. Exactly, absolutely. So the other thing that I want, the the other uh, thing that I wanted to uh, explore with you as you were talking is that, you know, you know, setting up your practice as um uh, in the, the the master herbalist side of you, mm -hmm. obviously is is a business that you were setting up, and we all know right. how, you know, setting up a business is in and of itself stressful. So how are you managing the stress related to that? And, 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 and it sounds like you're not allowing it to be a stressful sort of project or passion project for you. So could you talk a little bit about the mindset that you have or how you manage managing right. that stress? Well, it's a careful scheduling dance. I sit down at the beginning of every year, every quarter, every month, every week, and I evaluate what's going on. Um, and as far out as I can forecast, of course I do not everything can be forecast that far out, but if you know, I've got a family vacation or I've got a major training or something that's coming up later in the year, go ahead and put that in your calendar and just taking that, that calendar, every planning period and looking ahead, I can see where I'm going to have challenges and it gives me the, the forethought to be able to say, I can't do this. I've got to make a choice. This is something I'm going to have to say no to. Or if something comes up in that week where I've got to reschedule something or rearrange, it gives me the, the ability to have that knowledge of where's my energy going to be. <clears throat> say maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of a week are particularly stressful. And something comes up and say, oh, well, you could do this all day Thursday. I look at that and go, mm, I don't think so. I've, I will have spent a great deal of energy Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And even though my Thursday's open on the calendar, 
I'm not going to do that mm. because I'm going to need that day to help recover and regenerate. So just by having that, that knowledge and, you know, I, I have my calendar <clears throat> on Google calendar and people can access people who are making appointments can access and see when I've got spaces available. Um, and then I have a paper calendar that I sit down with every morning and say, this is what's going on today. And here's how I'm going to manage it. Right. So uh, I wanted to take it to a slightly different direction. And, you know, we, we were talking about our own, you know, experience when, when we are overworked, feeling overworked, and we go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, just you're tired or just take a vacation or, you know, you just need more sleep or, you know, that kind right. of stuff. And so in your experience, Lisa, what are the kinds of things that we should be paying attention to that might be pointing to a more serious kind of thing and not just a, mm -hmm. a case of I need a break? Because sometimes maybe it's just you need a break, right? Sometimes you do. Right. But and then taking a break is important. Exactly. So could you share maybe, you know, a few things that we should be paying attention to? Sure. I, I think the the one symptom that people tend to push aside and ignore because it's awkward and embarrassing is digestive issues, um, gas, bloating, mm. constipation, diarrhea, um, you know, heartburn, vomiting to a lesser extent. Usually if you're vomiting, that's a different issue. But, um, you know, you should have two to three well-formed bowel movements every day. Mm. Most people don't. Um, if you're having loose bowel movements or constipation, that's a sy symptom that your digestion's not working right. Um, you know, and many times we've just been, oh, it's okay if you only have one bowel movement every three days. That's the common approach from doctors right now. And so if that's happening, you're not getting enough of the right nutrients in your diet. And even if you're eating well and you're eating high quality foods, those nutrients aren't being absorbed. So you end up with hidden nutrient nutrient deficiencies that you don't even know about. So, you know, digestion and that process, you shouldn't be bloated at the end of the day. All of those things are pointing to a food issue. Um, and it's in your best interest to figure out which foods are causing that problem so that it doesn't become something bigger later. Mm. Um, I think the other thing is pain, hmm. headaches, joint pain, muscle pain, anything that doesn't have and a reason for it to happen, you know, like if you, if you sprain your ankle, it's going to hurt. Of course, that's a, a source for it. But if you're, if you wake up in the morning and your the joints in your fingers hurt and they do that every day, that's an indication that something's going on. And it's not that you're getting older and it's not that you have arthritis. It's an indication that your body is sending you a message that says, Hey, this is going on. You know, muscle pain is the same way. You know, a lot of people have tense and tight muscles in their shoulders mm -hmm. just from stress and, and ongoing things. Well, that's an indication that something's going on. You can fix that. Um, you need to understand what the source of that is and you can make that go away. Um, you know, and, and headaches are a big one too. Cause I, I talk to a lot of people who say, oh, I have a migraine every day at three. Well, you shouldn't have a migraine every day at three. That's right. <laughs> if that's happening, something's going on. Um, that's not normal. It's not normal to have a tension headache every day at three either. So, you know, those kinds of, of symptoms that are happening on a repeated basis with no real obvious cause, um, certainly something to look for. You know, and, and a lot of times those, they're not necessarily debilitating symptoms. It's just weird. And you go, oh, that's, that's odd. Wonder where that came from. And it's a message. You know, your body is, is telling you something that you need to make a change. 
Where can people find you, Lisa, the the master herbalist part of you? And can you talk <laughs> a little bit about maybe like what can people work with you on? Sure. Yeah, you can find my website at lisaacres.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. My username is Herbalist Lisa. So you can go seek me out out there. Um, and I'll put links to this on the show notes. Great. Great. Um, and then really the things that I, I like to work with the most are people who are struggling to figure out what's going on. So, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm tired. I feel like I'm trying to self-diagnose. And every time I think that I see a light at the end of the tunnel, it turns out to be a blank wall and I'm no further along than I was. Or they've been following the WebMD, choose your own adventure ending in your early death. Because <laughs> no matter what you're looking for, it will end. It will. Yes. End, the result is you're about to die. Uh, <laughs> oh, look! I scraped my finger. You're gonna yeah, die. Gonna die. <laughs> um, and, and so that's a scary thing. Um, and and I think the other place that I, I really like to work with people is we have transitions in life. You know, we have this puberty transition, and that creates some real health challenges for you because you need to change the way that your body is nourished. We have this transition in adulthood when we transition from being a college student, teenager, young adult person into being a full-fledged adult and your lifestyle changes. So you need to change the way you nourish yourself at that point. You have this menopause, andropause timeframe. And once again, you're making that change and, you know, and then you end up in your sixties and seventies. And those are transitions into elderhood. Mm -hmm. And all of those things have different moments and different ways to support yourself. And you, you're, your body starts talking differently as you make those transitions. So you need to learn to listen differently. So it, it, it's really about helping people reconnect with their inner self and that inner wisdom that we've been taught for so many years is really not important. And it's, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What, what your intuition tells you is not, not really valid because... I'm a licensed doctor mm. or I'm a nutritionist or I'm a whatever and I know your body better than you do which makes you go how can how can you know my body better than I know my body but we've outsourced our healthcare for so many so many years now and we we just put all of this blind trust in someone who's known you for 10 minutes 15 minutes if you're lucky and and you're, you're making life decisions based on input from someone who is just looking at a checklist of symptoms. Yes. So, so my, my goal is to help reconnect people with that inner wisdom so they can learn to trust and learn what needs to happen in their life to be most nourishing for them. Uh, so thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing your story with me and the listeners. I appreciate it so much. You bet. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. My friend, my mission for the Second Breaks podcast is to highlight all the ways that we can make a career move in today's world so we can thrive in our work and reach our highest potential. I hope that you keep coming back each week to discover new stories about how professionals like you are taking the reins and directing their careers, making their dreams happen. If you haven't yet, please take the time to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And if you've enjoyed the show and the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you would take a brief moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Those reviews go a long way in helping me reach more career professionals who want to thrive in this business world. 
Simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review, and that link will take you directly to iTunes. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friend. You can find the show notes plus links to other relevant resources at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 20. If you have any comments or questions about today's topic, you can tweet me or you can send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com. We've also got a pretty good backlist of episodes now, and you can download past episodes in the Apple Podcast or Google Play, or even better, subscribe to the podcast so you won't ever have to miss any of the future ones. And speaking of future ones, I'll be back next week with a new guest to inspire you, get those juices flowing, get those ideas flowing, and motivate you to make or at least start planning your own career move. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 